Welcome. You're listening to Village Health, a healthcare awareness podcast. Here, villagers, you know it's all about taking care of your loved ones. Hey, villagers, welcome back. Neil, Neil, your host, with about 26, 27 years in the healthcare field, my experience. And today we are going to finish up the season, season one, episode 10, the final episode. We're going to do a wrap up. We're going to wrap up of all of the topics that we have discussed in the past couple of months. So hang back, sit tight, and just listen. We'll be back right after this message. What if it was possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could take up underwater basket weaving with all of that free time. Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys that nickel and dime you every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient you needed to make your grandma's famous casserole. Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area to help you save money, and every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. No more rock-hard avocados. And they'll keep your eggs safe, too. To start your 14-day free trial, follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Welcome back, villagers. Welcome back. I am so excited. We are here in Village Health, the new studio, podcast studio. I am so excited. Hey, Mike. My little producer. Thank you, Mike. You're the man. I really appreciate everything. And uh, he's kind of shy. He's not going to say anything. But thank you so much, Mike. And I would love to thank everyone who listened in our past nine episodes for season one. And I just want to give a round of applause for all of you all for listening. You made it happen. I just want to thank everyone. Believe it or not, I think I'm international. I can't believe it. When I saw my eyes and Mike sent me the countries and the areas and the locations who actually downloaded the podcast, Village Health, I am elated. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank the ones in Bowie, Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland, Pikesville, Fairfax, Virginia. Thank you. Thank you all. Fort Washington, Maryland, Waldorf, Maryland, Manassas, Virginia, Katy, Texas, Owings Mills, Maryland, 
Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Thank you. San Jose, California, Alexandria, Virginia, Reston, Virginia, Falls Church, Virginia. Also like to thank the young lady. Oh, wait a minute. This is another message from Amy W. From Swanton, Vermont. She says, thank you for the information that was given to her and that she used the information about going on Medicare.gov to find her mom a skilled nursing facility. We're going to go over that later. Also, okay. I'd also like to thank Healthorpe, Maryland, uh, Sydney, North, South Wales. Wow. Okay. Windsor, Ontario. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. There's Providence, Rhode Island, Forest Park, Georgia, Hartfield Point, New Brunswick. Okay. Uh, there's also New York, New York, Gastonia, North Carolina. Oh, York, York, Pennsylvania. Okay. Loveland, Ohio. All right. So I got some listeners here in Australia, Malaysia, Norway, Germany, United Kingdom, Canada. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Without you, there is no, <laughs> there is no, <laughs> I'm just so kind of embarrassed in a sense, but this is who I am. I love to give information. There's no village health if it wasn't for you guys. Thank you. Villagers, thank you for listening. National, internationally, locally, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, so today we are going to go over and review some of the last, oh, well, from beginning to to now, the episodes. So I would love to discuss, um, because I got a lot of emails regarding uh, you villagers taking care of your your mom and your dad and your uncle and actually transitioning uh, them from a hospital to a skilled nursing facility that was the largest downloads. It's about 782 downloads for that. Okay, wow. Thank you. Thank you. And then after that, it was um, transitioning from the hospital to the, um, for home health. That was 868. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, from there, of course, the other popular one was (laughs) sleep apnea. Apparently, (laughs) a lot of us had some sleep apnea. I didn't know it. So, thank you. Thank you for the response and listening. And then um, I have about 6,000 listeners, actually downloads. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you, villagers. It's very important to take care of your family, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, just your loved ones in general. I just want to thank you. Okay, so from episode one, Discharging Home with Home Health Services, I've run into 
a lot of family members in my business. Uh, actually, you know, across when I was you know working for a, um, a home health care company. And some of the biggest um, issues with the family members, uh, the number one question is, how many hours will they receive for nursing, for, uh, for physical therapy, occupational therapy, for maybe even a nurse's aide will stop by? So you have to remember, home health with someone who has Medicare, home health will... Uh, send a nurse out once a week. The uh, physical therapist comes out maybe three times a week. Occupational therapist, three times a week. And the nurse's aide, three times a week. So it's not someone that is going to be there 24-7 because Medicare or Medicaid will not pay for private duty nursing. That is an out-of-pocket expense. A lot of people are kind of confused with that. They're thinking that Medicare will pay for it all. They will not. Um, so make sure that you've paid up on your co-payments as well for Medicare. So Medicare has three different sections to pay for services. So there's hospital stay. There's a skilled nursing facility stay. Then there's home health. So there's three different sections where that Medicaid will pay for things. And hopefully your loved one will have Medicaid or a secondary insurance that will pay for those services. Okay. So again, I advise you all go into Medicare.gov. Put in the, you know, add the drop down box. And choose what type of services that that you're trying to acquire for your loved one. And also put in your zip code and a list of companies will appear along with their star rating. So again, the highest star rating is a four. And then it goes down from there. So four is the highest means the best. One is the, pretty much the lowest. Is pretty much the worst. Um, also, go onto Google. Um, look them up um, for any type of reviews because just because a, uh, a company may have a two star rating or three star rating or two star rating or one star rating, you got to remember uh, Medicare, the government is a little slow when it comes to revising a company star rating. So I advise all you villagers going to google.com and just look up the latest reviews. Make sure it's been like a month or like the past two or three months and see because, you know, a lot of companies have improved their services. So I'm talking about home health, of course. And the next is a skilled nursing facility. We covered that. We covered how what time you need to have your loved one transported to this facility. Make sure it is by 3.30, 4 o'clock that the DON, the director of nursing is still there. They know what's going on with your patient. And unfortunately, the, the I'm, I'm not saying the second shift is bad, but the midnight shift, you don't want your loved one coming in at 
11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night. Number one, it's dark, it's cold, especially during the wintertime. And it erupts their, their schedule, especially when they're trying to go to sleep. You got to understand, they're going from one strange environment to another. From the hospital to a skilled nursing facility they've never been into before. They don't know anyone. It's a strange environment. So just be mindful when you're trying to transport or have the, your loved one being transitioned from the hospital to a skilled nursing facility. Another thing, if your loved one has Medicare, Part A, Part B, and and I hope that they have a secondary. Secondary meaning Medicaid. If they don't have Medicaid, maybe Medigap. I mean, United Healthcare has a Medigap plan. Uh, Blue Cross has a Medigap plan. It pays that 20%. So if your loved one has never been into a skilled nursing facility before and they are being transitioned to a skilled nursing facility, which is like a nursing home, you have 100 days. The first 20 days, Medicare pays for everything at 100%. On the 21st day, the the last 80 days, you have a copay of $176 or $177. So don't quote me uh, on that. But I know it's between those two. And that's when it comes out of pocket, that you are financially responsible for that copayment. Now, if you have Medicaid or uh, or Medigap plan, they will pay for that copayment, that 20%. So just remember that because I run into a lot of family members who are confused about the payment. Um, and then when it comes to the 21st day, wait, what do you mean? I thought Medicare is going to pay for it all. No, it doesn't happen that way. On the 21st day, you're responsible for that 20%, which is $176 or $177 per day while while your loved one is still an inpatient at the skilled nursing facility. So just remember that. Please do. Okay, I've been actually speaking with a lot of loved ones, a lot of daughters, sons, um, grandchildren are taking care of, you know, their, their grandparents or their, you know, you have children who's taking care of their parents and they come into a situation when it comes to hospice where that, you know, their loved one, their family members their health has been deconditioned to a point where that the physician's given them a certain time to live. And to be honest, they just, it's just a guesstimate because we really don't know when we're going to leave this earth. God only knows. Believe me, I experienced it for myself personally as a young man when my dad had prostate cancer and they gave up on him. They said that he has six months to live. And my mom took him home. He thrived in his own environment. He ended up living 10 years longer than they expected. So that's how it, that goes. So the information that I've received from some of the um, children and grandchildren and all, to take care of their loved ones. They, you know, sometimes it comes to a point where that they're between a rock and a hard place. If you have a loved one that has a house that has um, 
money, unfortunately. Medicare, they can have Medicare, but if they have a lot of assets, it's very, very difficult for them to receive Medicaid. They will not qualify for Medicaid, and that is a state-driven insurance, which will pay the 20%, as I explained to you earlier. And what you have to do, you will have to actually have a conversation with the billing director in the skilled nursing facility or the social worker at the hospital about applying for Medicaid. Now, unfortunately, if your loved one doesn't have a lot of assets, they may qualify for Medicaid. And then it comes to a thing where they have to do a spend down. In other words, they will have to lower the amount of income or the amount of asset, assets that they have. Maybe they may have to put the, the name of the home into their children's name, or they may have to, you know, from their, you know, from their pension and from their social security, how do they spend it down to the point where that they can afford to stay at a skilled nursing facility um, for hospice and then for hospice services to come in and treat them and make them comfortable in a facility. Now, if they're at home for home hospice, it's different. So if your loved one has Medicare, they really don't need a secondary because if they're home being treated, being taken care of comfortably with a hospice care company, that company will come in and you don't have to pay anything because Medicare pays everything at 100% for hospice services. Please remember that. So if they have a secondary or not, Medicare will pay for everything. And I know a lot of loved ones who are on, I'm not going to say their deathbed, but they know that they're not going to be on this earth that much longer. A lot of them have a request. They do not want to expire or die in a facility. They want to, you know, die at home. And I've run into a lot of family members who cannot take care of their loved ones at home, especially when you have a job. You're trying to hold on to your job and do what you need to do. Um, you have children, you you know, your husband, your wife. You know, you're trying to take care of your mom, your dad, your uncle. It's very difficult. It's between a rock and a hard place. So then there's the other option, either home hospice or if they're in a skilled nursing facility, hospice company can come in and treat those patients if they have a secondary insurance. They can have Medicare, but a secondary insurance they need is required. And the third option, final option is inpatient hospice. That is for someone who is very, really immediately dying. And most hospitals are partnered with hospice care companies where that they can actually have their hospice nurses come in and care for that patient for inpatient hospice. So there you have it. I know there's a lot I'm giving you, but I want you all to know. And uh, let me see what else is next. So episode three, we were discussing um, sleep apnea. <laughs> 
a lot of patients, a lot of people here have, oh my goodness, I cannot believe, I mean, I have friends who needs a sleep study. It is, I know I snore at night. My wife is just kicking me out of bed sometimes. And I said to myself, I need me a sleep study so I can uh, get a CPAP. Unfortunately, it happens. So I'm waking her up in the middle of the night, be two or three o'clock a.m. And she's like, okay, turn over. And she's putting pillows under my bed, under my head. And next thing I know, I'm like, how did I get up this high? So anyway, so sleep apnea patients, please, please. If you're snoring, you have daytime sleepiness, please get tested. They have um, home sleep studies where that companies will mail you the equipment. And you can just, you know, they have instructions on how to install the machine onto your body. And afterwards, you know, you take, you know, you can, you know, take it off and ship it back to the company. And your results will go, you know, will be forwarded to your um, your primary care doctor. And then they can go from there and then you'll see a pulmonologist. And then they will set you up to get a CPAP or a BiPAP, whichever. And um, you'll be... Uh, Getting better sleep. So. Please. I ask. all You know. You all. Um, especially men out there. See the doctor. Please. Just. Just visit. Your physician. Or find a physician. Have someone help you. Assist you. In finding. A doctor. There's nothing wrong with it. You know. Don't be too proud. Believe me, don't be too proud to see a physician. At one point, I know my um, my um, my my dad. He was too proud to see a doctor at one point. So, just saying, everyone out there, please see a doctor. And um, I just want everyone to know that I love you all for listening. Chiming in, taking out your precious time to listen to Neil, your host for Village Health. Villagers, thank you and continue. Please continue. Please continue to take care of your loved ones. Thank you so much. Welcome. You're listening to Village Health, a healthcare awareness podcast here Villagers, you know it's all about taking care of your loved ones.